we are at episode 15 of Tell Me About It. It's been a while since I've done an episode, mainly because of the quarantine situation. It's been a little bit hectic, but yeah, I wanted to come on here and just do a quick little episode about scoliosis, which is very near and dear to my heart, mainly because I do have scoliosis and I had the spinal surgery for it. So I wanted to just dive a little bit into scoliosis and also my personal journey with it because it is actually a very interesting topic, at least it is to me, Um, and it's also good if you or anyone you know is going through scoliosis. Um, It's good to hear other people's personal journeys with it too. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. So let's just get right into it. So basically scoliosis is the curvature of the spine. Most of the time the cause is idiopathic, which means that you don't know the cause. In some cases it can be genetic. Um, It can be passed down from past relatives. But it is interesting that it is mostly unknown, which is kind of crazy. Uh, in my case, it was unknown as well, but I think I do know the cause, but I'll get into that later. So this curvature can either be an S shape or a C shape of the spine. Um, there are mild conditions of it. I know a lot of people who have very mild scoliosis, so they don't really require anything, but in a lot of cases it does get bad where the degree is so high that you need to either wear a brace that restricts the spine from bending even more or surgery. And I'm not sure if they have any other things, you know, nowadays to help with it too. I'm not a doctor, so I have no clue, but I'm just talking based on you know, my extensive research when I was going through this. Um, So yeah, there are mild cases and no one's spine is perfect, like zero degrees. At least that's what my doctor told me. So I think that a lot of people can have very mild scoliosis and not even know it because it's not a huge issue for them. And from what I know, scoliosis is more common in females um, than in men. And it does occur when you are younger. Well, majority of cases occur when you're like 10 to 20, so you're still really growing. Um, I think it's much less likely to develop when you're older. But again, there can be environmental factors that cause scoliosis that you would never guess. So who knows? It could still happen, uh, which is unfortunate, but yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about the symptoms that people can have. So I'm just looking on Wikipedia right now to see what else can be a sign or symptom. So in my case, the main sign was that you could tell that one side of my back was popped out more than the other. So especially when you bend over and say touch your toes, you can definitely tell that your back is uneven. Um, So you can definitely see something physical to conclude that you might have scoliosis. Um, Some other signs and symptoms are just straight out pain in the back, respiratory or cardiac problems in severe cases. So I know that scoliosis can be quite severe and dangerous for your lungs because your the curvature is moving your rib cage so it's pressing against your lung which can obviously cause lung issues and constriction of breathing so that's also not great uh oh apparently painful menstruation is a sign and symptom interesting and limited mobility 
constipation due to curvature causing tightening of the stomach. Interesting. Um, and then also like uneven hips, arms, or leg lengths. You can also notice that by doing like certain types of positions as well. Um, so in terms of the surgery, from what I know, I think that children or people who have curvatures of around 50 degrees or more typically are recommended to have surgery because that in that case it is quite severe and I don't know if how badly it'll affect them if when they get older and they don't have the surgery um but again obviously every case is different and different doctors will have different recommendations for other people so yeah it's just kind of based on what my surgeon told me at the time that I was diagnosed Anyways, so my curve, I think, was about, I don't know, like 65 degrees or so. Um, so obviously, I had to get the surgery. And I think after they did the surgery, I have a really cool picture of an x-ray of before and after. Um, after the surgery, I think that they said my spine is now like 10 degrees or so curved, which is normal to still have curvature, just slightly. To get a little bit into the surgery itself, so scoliosis surgery is done through a spinal fusion. So basically they fuse the curved vertebrae together and into a solid bone, single bone. So the thing with doing this and why doctors recommend to hold off um, a little bit, well that's what mine said, because I'll get into my story later about how, like, when I was diagnosed and when I had the surgery or whatnot, but when you do have the spinal fusion, it does stop your growth completely in your spine. So, obviously, you don't really want to have the surgery when you're too young. You don't want to stop your growth. Basically, so, in my case, I think they put in, like, 16 screws and two metal rods into my spine in order to straighten it. Um, and it really depends on... The flexibility of your spine, of how much you can really straighten it. Apparently, also, I read that in the past, uh, a bone graft was typically harvested from the patient's hip, and that's how they fused the vertebrae. I honestly don't know how they did mine. I kind of want to go back to my surgeon and ask him, but I thought that was quite interesting. Um, and then surgery itself, uh, from what I've read online, they usually last about four to eight hours, depending on the curvature and the patient. It can really vary. And then what I've heard, like, I've read horror stories about surgery as well, where um, throughout time and years that rods can break or pop out or something like that. So then you have to go in and have surgery again, which would just be an absolute nightmare. But I'm hoping that, you know, nowadays their technology is a lot better and a lot safer. Maybe this happened more back in the day. I don't know. Um, so yeah, typically when you do have this put in, you don't have to have it removed or have any other surgery unless you do actually have more complications later on. So I'm going to get into my personal journey a little bit more with scoliosis and I got a few questions back from you listeners about my journey, so I think I'll start answering those first and then just kind of fill it in as I go. So first question, at, at what age were you when they first diagnosed you with scoliosis? So I think, um, I think I was around 12 years old and 
definitely I noticed that something was weird because I had an uneven back. Um, so we went to the doctor and I remember she said right away, like, this is scoliosis. And like, for now, we'll just kind of monitor it, see if it grows more and whatnot. So basically throughout the years, it wasn't doing too hot. It was growing. I didn't wear a brace. Um, and we ended up moving to Calgary, which supposedly had one of the best spinal surgeons. Um, we didn't move for that reason, but it just, it happened like that. So when I was 15, so going into the summer of grade 10, right before high school, I had the spinal surgery, which as you can imagine, sucked because I had limited mobility and you don't really want to start grade 10 like that, <laughs> especially in a school where you don't know anyone. Um, so yeah, I was 15 years old when I had the surgery and... The good thing about it was that because my spine was curved so much, 65 degrees, when they straightened it, I did gain like, I think they said like an inch and a half or so of height. So even though my growth is limited now, I did get an extra inch and a half, which was cool because I'm short. <laughs> um, next question, do you need to go back often to monitor it? So basically, after you have surgery, you do have to go for follow-ups every, like right after the surgery, I think you go for like a three-month follow-up, six-month, one-year, two-year, and then after that, it's kind of like you're on your own to check on it. I don't think I've been since that two-year follow-up, which is kind of bad, and I've been wanting to go get like an x-ray and go get it checked out just to make sure that everything is still in place, um, because it has been like almost 10 years since my surgery, which is nuts. Um, so yeah, I've been in contact with uh, the hospital I was at to see if I can get an appointment, but also with this whole pandemic, it's a little difficult to get non-essential uh, appointments done. Um, next question is, do you still have issues since having surgery? Um, not typically. There are times for sure when I'm working out and especially if it's involving like larger weights, not that I even lift big weights or anything, but, uh, I will feel like soreness in my back or sometimes I'll feel like a shot of just like, it's almost like my nerve is just like a shot of electricity goes through my nerve or I don't even know how to explain it. But there's definitely times where I'm in a little bit of pain because of that. And yeah, so I just try not to lift super heavy things because I'm also scared of like, I know it's probably an irrational fear, but I'm also afraid of like popping a rod out or something like something crazy happening like that. So um, overall, no issues really. I have a pretty sick scar on my back that I'll have forever. I think it's like eight inches long or so. It's like right down my spine. So it's nice that I'll always have that on me to kind of remind me of what I went through. How has it impacted your sports? Um, especially after the first year of having the surgery, I was really bummed out because I played basketball and I couldn't try out for my high school team, um, which sucked. So it definitely impacted my sports and especially in like gym classes and whatnot. I couldn't fully do everything like push-ups I couldn't do because my doctor told me not to. Um, but like 
for right now, I'm totally fine playing any sport. Like I can play like soccer, softball, basketball, whatever, as long as I'm not like putting myself in too much danger. Next question. How did it feel before the surgery versus after? Um, Before the surgery... I didn't really feel much like I would feel some pain sometimes, but it wasn't bad to the point where I was like crying in pain or anything like that. After the surgery, I will say it was honestly the most painful experience of my entire life because I definitely felt that there were rods in my spine and anytime like I coughed, I sneezed or when I was vomiting from the medication, like I just felt my spine stiffen and just I felt everything and it was so, so painful. It took about probably three months for like the pain to actually stop. Like I remember the first few days when I got back from the hospital, like I would just cry and cry from pain like I had to go up the stairs to get to my room and just rest in there and like I like I had to move down to the couch because I was just in so much pain but after it did fully heal I don't really feel anything like it just feels like a regular spine to me yeah worst pain of my life but it's over now and I'm thankful for that and they gave me some good medications to try and help me get through the pain (laughs) Oh, this is a funny question. Do you get the metal detector questions often? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> a lot of people will be like, oh, do you do you beep when you go through airport security? <laughs> and I'm like, no, because they put in different types of metal in your back. <laughs> so no, I don't beep because it is a different type of metal in there. But fair enough question. You never know. <laughs> Um, and last question that I got here is, are you glad that you had the surgery? I definitely am because if I didn't, I don't know how bad my back would be right now. Um, it would be awful. Um, I've also read somewhere that people who don't have the surgery are likely to live less years than those who have had the surgery. So I'm definitely glad I got it over and done with. It was definitely a journey. Um... But yeah, no regrets, and I think that my surgeon did a very good job. So I'll get into a little bit about the whole process of getting the surgery. Um, So I think days or a week leading up, you're just in the hospital constantly getting tests done to make sure that your body is fully ready for this. So you're getting prodded a lot, and that day that you go in for surgery, I think mine was at like... I had to be at the hospital for like 6 a.m., so it was very early. I went in and they prepped me, and the last thing I remember is they gave me laughing gas in the operating room, and I woke up and I was super woozy, and I remember just asking, did it go okay? Like, am I paralyzed? And they were like laughing, like, no, 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 you're fine. Which is another thing, obviously, when you're operating on a spine, there's always risk of paralysis, which is the scariest thought in the world. So I was definitely nervous for that. Um, But thinking back, like I was much more calm back then. I was kind of like, let's get in here and let's do it. Whereas right now, if I were to have that surgery, I would be freaking the hell out. So honestly, I don't know how I did it so easily. (laughs) So in the hospital, I think I was there for maybe five days 
And honestly, I feel like they released me a little too early because I was not ready. Like I could not walk very confidently on my own and I was in so much pain, but I got that they had other patients. They had to move in there. So fair enough. Um, but in those five days, pretty much I was just puking the entire time from all of the morphine and the meds and trying to walk. My mom also told me that at one point, because I was on so much morphine that she was standing there and I was like, who is that man behind the curtain by the window? And she was like, what man? And I freaked her out. And I honestly have no memory of that, which is funny. But yeah, so some weird stuff happened. So yeah, after those five days, I went home. And like I said, I had to climb those stairs, which was like the most difficult thing. And also the drive home, you have to be extremely careful. Like, like I remember my dad had to look up all these routes to make sure that um, there wasn't super uneven pavement because even the smallest bump in the road can like just feel like the worst pain in the world to you. So that was a journey itself. Um, and then, yeah, so lucky for me, I got the surgery in June. So um, I had a full three months to really recover from the pain before starting school again. So the timing of that was great. Um, and again, it took like a year to really be able to like do everything I did before, basically. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I think my surgery was about eight hours long, which I can't even imagine for my parents sitting in, in the waiting room for eight hours, especially with the risk of paralysis and all that. Like, that is just the worst type of stress. But And the thing that, the, the only aftermath for me that I still have after the surgery is I am still a little sensitive to my back, but for me, I think it's all psychological because... When I was in the hospital recovering, I remember a nurse came in and she was like, oh, I'm just going to change the bandage on your spine. And I was like, okay, great. Like, cool. Totally fine. And she goes to remove it and she literally rips it off so quickly. And I remember just swearing, like yelling, like, get the F out of here. Like, I need another nurse. Like, I was so mad and also on morphine, obviously. And my parents were like, what the hell? And that was embarrassing. But yeah, she, I honestly feel like I'm kind of scarred from that. And since then, like, I don't like just like someone random touching my back. I'll kind of like flinch. And it's just like, it's sensitivity. It's not like it hurts if someone touches my back. It's just like a really uncomfortable feeling. So who knows if it's from that nurse or not? I don't know. But yeah, when I would go back to my follow-ups, the surgeon would have to feel my spine and like press kind of hard to feel that the rods are in place. Um, and that experience was always the worst. Like I hated that so much because I hated the feeling of someone like pressing on my spine. The last thing I wanted to touch on is like how I dealt with scoliosis as a child through like bullying. And also I forgot to mention like why I think I got scoliosis, even though my doctor says it's not true. <laughs> so I'll start with the reason I think I got scoliosis was because in grade seven, I had one of those huge TNA bags that I wore to school every day and I put so much stuff in it and I would always wear it on my right side. Like it would hang off my right shoulder. And that's when I started feeling like soreness and pain on that right side because I would wear it literally every single day. And when I started feeling that pain is when I noticed that my back was uneven. 
one side stuck out more than the other. So for me, I personally think that my spine um, got curved through the extensive uh, use of that heavy bag on the one shoulder. But that's just my personal opinion. So who knows? The doctor was like, no, that can't happen from a bag. But anyways, uh, another thing that I went through growing up was a little bit of bullying because I remember in junior high, some people would begin to notice that maybe one side of my back stuck out more than the other and they would like ask me about it or like, kind of laugh about it, which is kind of really rude and mean. Like, I never really thought about how mean that was until now. And I was embarrassed. Like, I would try and stand up as straight as I could and, like, make it so that you can't see the unevenness. But what can you do about that? So, yeah. Anyways, that's basically all I wanted to really chat about. It was good talking about this because I do like talking about it because it was such a huge thing that happened in my life and I only really know one other person who had this surgery. So if you're listening and you thought it was interesting and you have scoliosis or someone you know has it and you just you want to chat about it then yeah just feel free to message me and we can totally talk about it. Um, So yeah I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you're doing well in quarantine. Stay safe!